Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Elvis fans from around the world, welcome back to another episode of Shaping Elvis. I am your humble host, or humble host? Humble or humble? What do you say? I don't know. Uh, I am your host, Josh Ward, and it is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you again today, uh, or tonight, or whenever you may be listening to this. Here in the WTVA podcast studios in beautiful Tupelo, Mississippi. King City, baby. So as you know, I'm kind of getting back into the behind the mic kind of thing. And I'm still knocking the rust off. And there was one huge thing I forgot to tell you guys. How to contact me. Well, it's very simple. I have a Facebook. It's facebook.com WTVAJ Ward. Okay? WTVA. J-W-A-R-D. So go find me and shoot me a friend request and we'll get you going there. Also, this is the place where you will get updates, new episode notifications, random Elvis stuff, questions that I'm asking you. And I'm also looking for your Elvis stories. So do send them my way. I will read them here. You can also send me an email, shapingelvis at gmail. Dot com shaping Elvis at gmail.com. You know, I, I got to thinking, what's going to be the next one? Uh, you know, do we get into the, the to the meat of the thing or do we go back and and kind of look at some other things? Well, well, before I actually get into the podcast, I wanted to kind of go and do one quick recap, or I guess it won't be quick, depending on how long this episode is. I wanted to go back and Look at last month. Now, today for me is June the 28th, 2018. I think I said last month. Actually, earlier this month, we had the Tupelo Elvis Fest. And it's usually held like the first week or something like that, first week of June. Um, this week, it, or this month, it was held June 6th through the 10th. And I got to say, it was, I've now been here at the station for like 20 years now um and incidentally this was the 20th anniversary of the festival now in some shape form or fashion i have been to every single one of the festivals but this year was very special indeed because i'm getting ready for shaping elvis um i want to first thank the Downtown Tupelo Main Street Association uh, for helping me get in and out, especially Sarah Stewart. So if you're out there listening, thank you, Sarah. They helped me get into places that I have never been before. And I have just really, really enjoyed my time this year. Now, even though the festival started early June, for those guys, it starts, I think it would be safe to say, the very next week after said festival is over. And let me tell you, this past year was just out of sight. It was awesome. Um, I believe we had record crowds this year. So, guys, listen. Next year, if you didn't make it, next year you must come to Tupelo, King City, and be a part of the festivities. So for me, the festival actually started somewhere in, what, April? I want to say the 12th, maybe? Well, who cares? Uh, but it started in April uh, when Tom Brown came back home to Tupelo to announce this year's entertainment. 
I'll give you a little sneak peek of what that was I like. I want to say I'm very happy to be here for the the, uh, the Tupelo Elvis Festival. Um, usually I'm here when it's a little warmer, so it's great to be outside on a day like this. The 20th anniversary we are celebrating this year, the 20th anniversary of the Tupelo Elvis Festival. That alone is incredible uh, for a town like this to embrace Elvis as it has and all the different features that are here for the Elvis fans that, that come to town. This is such a great opportunity for fans to, to come to town and to see the hospitality. That's the Thing I always hear about from the Elvis fans that come to Tupelo is about the hospitality of, of this town. Um, really quickly, I want to review some of the uh, activities that they have going on that you might have already heard about, but then I want to also talk about some uh, music acts that you do not know about, which is exciting alone. So, uh, Thursday, June 7th, there's so many... After all the announcements and formalities and that kind of thing, I actually got to talk with Tom for a little bit. Oh, and remember, this was at the very beginning of when I was doing this podcast, so I forgot about wind noise and I needed to cover the mic and stuff. Yeah, that gets better later on, but I did not think about it this time. Sorry. All right. So we just got through listening to the announcement for the Elvis Fest, and I am honored and happy to be here standing in front of Mr. Tom Brown, a WTVA alumni, if you will. That's right, alumni. I, anybody back in the 80s who used to watch Wheel of Fortune and won money, I usually spun the wheel and gave them nine to $99. So they remember me from that, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, t- tell me a little bit, bit about yourself. Let's just, let's just start from Tupelo. Well, I appreciate that. I uh, grew up in Tupelo, moved here when I was two, uh, and went to all the, you know, went to Longhorn and Milam, where Elvis went, and uh, grew up uh, over on Morningside Drive in East Tupelo, just behind the birthplace. And so going to school all the time to Longhorn, I would see that Elvis Presley birthplace. And I'm seven, eight, nine years old, and I'm wondering who this Elvis guy is. Well, I kind of knew who he was from my mom's record collection. My mom was a rock and roller. My dad had all the country albums. And I figured out he was a local kid. And I thought, wow, this guy is from here? Like, yeah. what? who comes from here? And so he was always kind of that person that I looked to, kind of like an older brother that had left home that I didn't know that well, but I kind of knew him and people I knew knew him. Um, but that music always just was, I thought was really cool. And I'm talking this back in the 60s, so the movies are out and I'm going to the Lyric Theater to, to see the new Elvis movies. And if you talk to anybody I went to school with from second, first grade on through high school at Tupelo High School, you know, every school has like a Beatles guy Every school has like an Elvis guy. I was the Elvis guy yeah. at, at school and uh, always loved television and knew I was going to work in television in some way. I wanted to be Johnny Carson, but I didn't know how you made, I didn't know how you would major in that to be Johnny Carson, but got a job at Channel 9 when I was 21 years old. Um, I always say the day I took my last test in college, that night I started on the board at 1030 uh, at Channel 9. And... Um, <laughs> knew that I was in television then and I knew as long as I stayed in the, in the building I'd be okay and went from there to Shreveport for a year or two um, went to St. Louis for 11 years as an entertainment reporter and went to uh, Los Angeles for a couple of years and, and then to Atlanta and I was in Atlanta about 18 years at Turner Classic Movies and when I got to Turner I started being able to spearhead projects and so I would always look for an Elvis project to do 
trying, you know, like, what can I do here and, you know, to work with. So I started doing projects, and the first project I got to work on was the um, reconstruction of Elvis, That's the Way It Is, like the recut special edition. And I was sitting in a meeting. I went to Memphis for a meeting, and I'm in the room with all the people from Graceland, Jack Soden and Todd Morgan at the time, bless his heart. Um, and I'm talking about some stuff and, you know, stuff that the normal person from broadcast television wouldn't know. And suddenly they looked across the table and they said, who are you? <laughs> and I said, well, I didn't tell you this. I didn't want to, but I'm from Tupelo. And they looked at each other and they said, finally, after all these years, we've got one of his guys on the inside. <laughs> you know, because what had happened in the years, you know, I made your chest count. Yeah, yeah, you know, I thought, well, I'm an El- I, but I, I felt responsible for Elvis. He was my boy. He's from my hometown. And so working on these projects, I always looked out for it. And so I started uh, hosting events in maybe 2001 in Memphis during Elvis Week, and it kind of grew from there. And so I've been hosting events there since then, um, Elvis Weeks in, in August. And in 2007, when the uh, uh, tribute artist competition started that Graceland began, um, I was a judge there and I was a judge in Tupelo and then started hosting Tupelo Elvis Festival because Debbie knew I was going to be here anyway. (laughs) So instead of buying a ticket, she just lets me sit on stage now. So that's the part I love. You know, but it's just a lot of fun. I always say that I have the best seat in the house and to be able to, you know, the, the, the projects I've done over the years, I've gotten to know and become friends with the people that were part of Elvis's life. Um, you know, Priscilla and, and Jerry Schilling and Lisa Marie and all his musicians and so many actors that worked with him and bodyguards. Red West was a close friend of mine. Uh, he and his wife, Pat. Uh, Sonny West, all the guys that were there. Dick Grobe, I could go. Sam Thompson, all these people are, are, are now friends of mine. And what I hear all the time from them is just what a great guy Elvis was. I mean, he treated every one of these guys with respect. Um, and if you hear and you see now in the media what celebrities do um, you, you just don't hear stories like that about Elvis um, he was somebody that always was considerate of the other person the thing I love the best story that I hear about Elvis is that when he would meet someone and they were in awe you know they, good lord it's Elvis he would always introduce himself to them hi I'm Elvis Presley because he knew that would help break the tension of and it would let them say their name so they could have an entree into talking to him but he always wanted to put people at ease and that's that's something I always love about that that you'd think at that level of fame you're not really concerned with that but he was still just this boy from Tupelo that's one of the things that we um, were talking about just yesterday uh, as a matter of fact I got my Tupelo hardware hat I see so do I song. yes I got mine on um, went down there and we're talking about you know of course when he got his first guitar uh, but the lady that is there was literally in tears talking about how generous and you know uh, how that, that still affects people today. Yeah. Well, he's a real person. You know, um, I host this um, web series for Graceland called Gates of Graceland, and I'm Which able I love. to. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. Well, as an Elvis fan, you know, imagine my. You know, I feel like I spend the 20 minutes just saying, "Wow, that's really all I do." Um, but I get to go into the mansion, and we go through cabinets, and we went into Vernon's office, and went through his files, and I'm wearing my white gloves with Angie Marchese, director of archives, and we're looking at all the 
things that make this guy a real guy. You know, he's Elvis, but he's, he was still just this guy from northeast Mississippi that grew up and moved to Memphis. And the, the thing I always say, too, about Elvis is, you know, he could have lived anywhere. But, boy, as soon as a movie was over, he was on that bus or on that plane to get me back to Memphis. You know, get me back home. And so he never forgot where he was from. And that's the thing that still affects people here in Tupelo when they talk about him. It's personal. It's it's not some person that, that existed hundreds of years ago. A lot of people in Tupelo knew him, knew his family. Um, if you know Guy Harris, he grew up with Elvis. He's still a real person to him. And so those people have these stories and these relationships with Elvis, and I love it. And you know what? I, I see it in 80-year-olds, but I also see it in five- and six-year-olds. They have a connection with Elvis. He is a superhero. Think about it. He's got a cape. He's yeah. got, like, a jumpsuit like Iron Man or Captain America has. He's got a cape. He's got cool sunglasses. He's got an entourage. He's got limos and jets and this big mansion on the hill. He's a real person to them. And Jerry Schilling always says this, and I always give Jerry credit. He says, you know what? If you get your grandkid or your kid that's five or six years old in front of Elvis, Elvis will take care of the rest like he's always done it from 55 on. You just get them to Elvis and Elvis will take over from there. Yeah, You're going to be hearing a lot from Tom Brown later on. Uh, as you can see, he is a Elvis Presley aficionado, and he's a really cool guy. And um, thanks, Tom, for all your help thus far. So fast forward to June. My first day there was at Fair Park, and they do a reenactment of the 56 concert in Fair Park where Elvis came Back home to Tupelo and Cody Ray Slaughter. Now, guys, if you have never seen Cody Ray Slaughter, uh, you need to. Um, I'm telling you what, the guy's got it. Former Tupelo Elvis tribute artist champion, and I'm sure he's got more titles than that. But anyway, the guy is outstanding. So it started with that, and then they did Elvis from the movies, and then they did Aloha from Hawaii. All three of these guys were outstanding. But before that, I actually walked around the fair park to see if I could talk to some folks. Here's who I ran into. Lisa, I'm from Amory. Kylie from Amory. Okay. Why in the world are y'all in the heat in the middle of Tupelo? Because Elvis was the first man that I loved. <laughs> True statement. Uh, so let, me, let me ask you this. Um, what 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 is the biggest biggest draw do you think Elvis brings to Tupelo? Oh goodness, just intrigue of the whole his whole life story. I think you know he was a small town poor boy who went from nothing to king of rock and roll. I saw him in concert. He was amazing. When was that? Oh goodness. I'm meaning to date yourself. 70s, but 70s, probably. Where was it? Alabama, Tuscaloosa, I think. All right, now, you're a young girl. <laughs> I am. <laughs> young. How did you get into Elvis? Because she's my mama. <laughs> hey, buddy. What's your name? First name? I'm Sam. And how old are you, Sam? Five. What's your favorite Elvis song? You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Can you sing it for me? You ain't nothing but a hound dog. You never caught a rabbit, and you ain't no friend of mine. Hey, that's good, buddy. <laughs> good job. All right. 
right. Well, thank you, ladies. Yes, sir. Walking around through the fairgrounds, and I happened to find our good sheriff, Mr. Jim Johnson. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, so this is a pretty good turnout for today. It is a great turnout at 5 o'clock in the heat here in Mississippi. Uh, the parade was great. One of the highlights for me is I got to uh, ride with Elvis's chief of security. How about that? That, that was pretty neat. So <laughs> reminiscing with him, you found out a lot of things that the general public didn't know. But it's been, been a great event. Absolutely. Why do you think Elvis is so popular and and such a, uh, a big deal for Tupelo? Well, being born here in Tupelo, you know, that's where the roots started from, buying his first guitar here at Tupelo Hardware. Uh, and Tupelo hadn't let it die. That's, right. that's the big thing is the people have kept the name going, have thrived on it. Uh, the city officials have done a great job of promoting it, and the people have caught on to it. And, you know, it's fun to you, – you'd think this event would only attract the older people, but you see a lot of young people oh, here. Yeah. And most of the entertainers that will be singing today were not even born when Ebbets was here. Right. So, you know, his name and his legend of being the first big rock and roll star is – they've kept it going. It's been good. Real quick, favorite song? Uh, I would say Jailhouse Rock. And you know why that is. Yeah. <laughs> favorite movie? Uh, I think any of the whole, any of the movies when he when he played in the military was was good. That was uh, you know a, a tribute to his service, and then uh, any time he portrayed that was uh, was any of those were good. I, I like them all. Well, speaking of service, we thank you for yours, and uh, uh, hope you have a good time here. Thank you very much. Thank you all for carrying it. Day two of the festivities began the ultimate Elvis tribute artist contest. Now. Later on in the series, I'm going to dedicate an entire show to the ETAs, Elvis Tribute Artist. So do stay tuned for that. But I do need to mention them here because I talked to fans while I was at the contest. Oh, what's your name? Jacob. Where are you from? Sylacauga, Alabama. Folks, you can't see this, but how old are you, buddy? Nine. I got a nine-year-old dressed to the dressed to the nines as Elvis Presley, and the guy is looking great. Uh, tell me, how did you get into Elvis? I, w I went to Memphis, and my my like I was going to like the rock and roll cafe, and there was this um, Elvis ETA that was named Michael Culifer, and he was the one who got me into the moves and all that. My mama was the one who got me into all the, you know, the Elvis collections, and she's the one always giving me her dolls and all that to collect. And what's your name? Dawn Morgan. I'm uh, Jacob's grandmother. Your mama. I'm mama, exactly. <laughs> I'm mama. So you're the one who helped get the guy in, get the Yes, guy I love Elvis. I've always loved Elvis. And he just he just learned it from me, you know, and um, I took him to Graceland, and it was like he just fell in love. He's just in love, and now it's everything Elvis. All right, can you give me a little bit of something? Yeah. Your name? Lorena. Where are you from? From Argentina originally, but I live in Jersey. Okay. What brings you to Tupelo? This festival. Yeah? Just for two days. You're kind of a young girl. You're younger than me, obviously. <laughs> uh, how did you get into Elvis? What, what got you started? Um, I found 
out about Elvis when I was like in 11th grade in high school through the History Channel. I just saw him on TV and I fell in love and then I started like researching his music and stuff like that. Um, and then after that I started seeing, like I ran into a contest in Tampa. I grew up in Tampa, Florida. And ever since then I joined like the fan club, the Tampa Elvis fan club. And after that I started going to all these different contests and really got into it. I met people through it. I'm still meeting people through it and it's just so much fun. I, I couldn't help but, uh, first of all, what's your name, sir? Uh, Bill Engelman. And where are you from? Uh, Centralia, Illinois. <laughs> um, I couldn't help but notice uh, uh, when I was walking through to reading your shirt. Would you mind telling me what your shirt says? Oh, yeah, it says, my, my wife may love Elvis, but she stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> and the poor thing's been stuck with me for 59 years. <laughs> have a wonderful time. What, so, uh, dumb question, what brings you to Tupelo? My wife. <laughs> Perfect answer. Hey, no, uh, it's, it's because we love Elvis, and well, our first date was Love Me Tender, and that was a little bit back in the years from now. <laughs> I think it was in 56, maybe, was that when it came out? Somewhere in 56. Somewhere around there, yeah. 56, 57, somewhere. I'll correct that in post. So <laughs> <laughs> if I need to, you may be right on it. Hey, um, let me ask you this. What, what is it about Elvis that, that keeps you going? His, his charisma, I think, is, you know, he's, he can just draw you in. And the people who never experienced Elvis Week, never experienced Elvis, never would understand it. But once you go ahead and get absorbed in the family, you're, you're there. <laughs> and oh man, what a night. It was, that, that was just eye-opening for me. Really because I'd never experienced what a true contest for ETAs would be like. And I tell you what, I will be there from now on. For someone like me, and I'm dating myself here, I was born in 77, so I never got to see Elvis live. And I think if you ask the younger generation, these guys pay tribute to Elvis, and it's almost like, okay, this is what it would be like if I got to see Elvis in person. And man, what a treat. It was just awesome. The next day, I went downtown. Now, there was a lot of things going on downtown, so much that I, I honestly don't remember everything. But the place I ended up, of course, was Tupelo Hardware. Now, for all you Elvis fans out there, you know this is where Elvis bought his first guitar. Well, every year, and I don't know exactly when they started this, but every year they do a reenactment of Gladys and Elvis coming in and Elvis getting his first guitar for his birthday. Here's a little snippet of that. Look at this right here, Miss Gladys. Oh, look at that. Isn't that pretty? That sure is. That is mighty fine. Would you like to hold it up? Man, I'll play it. I don't know nothing about playing no guitar. Oh, but, but I can shoot a gun. Well, I bet you can the first time you picked it up. I tell you what, put your foot on this stool right here. All right, put your fingers right here. Now, that's a C chord. Strum it one time. Sounds promising. <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to give you the whole thing, but my good friend Roy Turner actually videoed said reenactment, and I will post that on my Facebook page. So after the reenactment was over, I actually got to talk to a couple of the actors, 
And here's what they had to say. Your name, sir? Uh, my name is Tanner Palmer from Baldwin. And you played? I played the young Elvis, yes, sir, I did. <laughs> What's that like for you to go back and play a man, of course, you never met, I'm sure, but <laughs> but what, what's it like to... I don't know, it's just, I honestly don't know, it's just, yeah, I've grown up listening to Elvis, I was, I've grown up in Elvis culture, if you know what I'm getting at, and uh, it's kind of special. Now, this is not your first time to do this? No, this is not, this is my second year doing it, my last year doing it, unfortunately. But you're eating it up, aren't you? Oh, yes, sir, I am, I am. How old are you? I'm 13 years old. You know, how did you actually get into, you know, a 13-year-old kid, how did you actually get into listening to Elvis and, and appreciating his music? I don't know. My mom, she was a big Elvis fan, you know. So she, I basically grew up listening to it, listening to it from her. And um, of course, I live, I come here to Tupelo. Used to come to Tupelo every week, so I just basically grew up in it, I guess. Well, it's good to meet you, man. Oh, Take great care. To meet you too. You, you too. Take care. Your name? Alan Kaysen. And you are? Well, your profession, I guess I should well, My profession is a school teacher here in Tupelo. Okay. And you you played the part of? Mr. Bilbo. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, and and I, I grew up at the hardware store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I kind of I gathered. I've heard the story several times, but actually seeing it live kind of puts a new perspective, new spin on it, if you will, uh, of how uh, Miss Gladys and Mr. Bilbo kind of played off each other. Right, yes, sir. I think they worked very well together to get him away from the gun to the guitar. <laughs> what does it mean to you to play the part that you just did? What 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 is that? You know, what's that reflect? It's just amazing that you know to get to play the part of the of the man that that sold the most famous guitar ever in America or in the in the world probably. You know, so what a you know what a great thing for me to be able to do that. What do you think about the festival as a whole? Oh, I think it's really getting better every year. I mean, this year was really I think the best one so far in the 20 years that I've been coming. Uh, and do you think Tupelo would be where it's at had it not been for Elvis? Oh, no. I, he put Tupelo on the map. I go to Israel every summer, and I'm leaving next Wednesday. And when I tell them where I'm from, they say, that's where Elvis Presley was born. And so I, that's all I got to say is Tupelo. Yeah. And they say, hey, that's the birthplace of Elvis. So that's amazing. Something there. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. That was really cool stuff. It was like going back in time and just kind of being a fly on the wall when Elvis picked up his first guitar. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, I'll have it on my Facebook page, so uh, do go check that out. So you remember the guy I was talking to earlier with the shirt, Mr. Bill? Oh my goodness. When we got through talking, the man had me in stitches later on, and he kept saying, you gotta talk to my wife. You gotta talk to my wife. She's the one that's the big Elvis fan. I'm an Elvis fan too, but you have got to talk to my wife. I said, well, I hope that can happen. Would you believe the very next day on downtown Main Street, I actually got to talk to his wife? So here's what she had to say. Uh, your name? Joyce Engelman. And you're from? Centralia, Illinois. Now, I, I actually talked to your husband uh, last night, and the reason I, I talked to him was because his shirt. <laughs> We met when I was graduating from the eighth grade at my neighbor. He was me and him graduating from the eighth grade, and he was my neighbor's cousin. And so we started going. My mom would only let me go out with him once a month because she said he was too old for me. <laughs> and so we went 
and saw Let Me Tander and uh, a lot of, you know, some of the Elvis movies. And I mean, it was pretty cool, yeah. But what? I've loved Elvis from the day he, I first heard him. Everybody in my class, we all loved him like crazy, yeah. Uh, so what brings you to Tupelo? Oh, my gosh. We love Elvis, and we love this, all this competition. We loved all the guys and love Cody Ray Slaughter. <laughs> yeah. And Elvis, too. And Elvis, oh, yeah. We saw Elvis twice in 1976 yeah. in March in St. Louis and in October at Southern Illinois University, and it was awesome. I still remember the way I felt when the music, when that music started playing, and I started getting cold chills, and my hair was standing up on my arms, and I mean, I, I remember thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to be in the same room with him. I mean, it was so cool. As, yeah, it was so cool. Tell, tell me what, what your thoughts about the whole the whole Elvis Festival thing. Oh, I love, I love it. I love it. I love these guys keeping Elvis alive like this. That The other night in the park, that it was hot, but it was so awesome. It's amazing who you'll bump into on downtown Main Street. <laughs> Uh, oh man, what a sweetheart! Um, both of them actually. He kept smiling the whole time. He was just a happy guy, and, and it was a true blessing to meet them. I walk on down just a little bit further and bump into a couple of guys that I've heard for a couple of years, and was hoping one day I would actually get to meet them. Your name and. What are y'all guys doing here in Tupelo? I'm Big Jim Sykes from the uh, afternoon show on Elvis Radio on Sirius XM. This is my buddy Argo. Hey, and I do mornings on Elvis Radio, and this is our eighth year in a row at the Tupelo Elvis Festival? Absolutely. It's always fun. This is the 20th annual event like this, and I think Elvis fans from all over the world really get a charge out of being able to come to Elvis's birthplace, see where he was born, and then participate in all the events and be a part of the great shows, the live music, all of the things that go on during this incredible, I guess it's more than just a few days now. It's like almost a complete week yeah. of Elvis festivities here in Tupelo, and it's always fun, but what's really cool is meeting all the folks that knew Elvis, like, you know, Elvis's cousin or Elvis's nurse. There's so many different people to meet, and this is the place to do it. Tupelo, I mean, it, it's like Mayberry. Welcome home. It's, it's, you feel like you've already been here when you first come across the city line, and when you come to Tupelo, if you're not here during this festival week, you can can see not only the cool thing that Elvis got to see every day when he was walking the streets of this great little town, but it's it's that real hometown feeling. So come either during the Elvis celebration each year, or just come down and be a part of the small town feeling. Yeah, well, it's the hospitality. It really is. And what Tupelo as a city has done really well at over the years is embracing this Elvis heritage, and there's some pride there, and you really sense that pride when you're here. People always talk about how friendly uh, people from Tupelo are and how well they treat everybody who come in from out of town. That's why this event grows every year, I think, because everybody's so nice and welcoming and there's so much to discover. Everybody knows the famous Elvis. Everybody knows Graceland and Elvis Touring, but when you come to Tupelo, it's really the joy of discovering Elvis before he was famous. And people like Guy Harris is a, I call him a Tupelo treasure, or Barbara Mallory. I mean, these are people who were there, who knew Elvis before he was famous. And then, you know, Barbara being here in a handful of others at this homecoming concert but I'm really I've been impressed over the years to see how the festival has grown but how the city has grown and they've done so in a capacity that just welcomes all these people 
that's why this event's growing. Yeah, and and this what's what's great about our little segment here is that I hadn't had to say a word yet. <laughs> We're talkers, yes, all right. We are talkers. We talk. Yeah. No, and I would say to uh, you know our home base is at Graceland. Our studio's right across the street from Graceland. So you know anybody that's listening to the podcast here, we invite them to come see us and say hello up there. Well, that's kind of what I, I, I wanted to come up to you. I, I just wanted you to know that you know I drove an hour just to be here in Tupelo today. <laughs> that's right. I love it. That's classic. I love it. Well, listen, guys. I uh, I, I do I do want to ask you just a couple questions. How, what got you started into number one listening to Elvis, and what's it like working at an all Elvis radio station? Well, I got to tell you, it's the it's a joy, it's a pleasure. I mean, uh, it, it's a job, but it's not unlike any other job there is because you get to do something that's so cool. You get to play rock and roll from a guy that just to almost every human being on the entire planet has heard of, and people love the music. It's it's part of their lives, and we get to provide a little bit of fun facts about Elvis throughout the the day and the evening, and it, it's something that it's 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 almost well, we would almost do it for free. It's so enjoyable. And as far as when did I first get interested in Elvis? Well, I, I guess I'm like most everybody. I started loving Elvis music when I was really young, and so I'm just really honored and blessed to be able to do this. Yeah, I, you know, Jim, growing up in Memphis, probably like a lot like growing up in Tupelo. I mean, I've always known Elvis. I mean, it was uh, he was always part of the conversation. There was always a mysteriousness, uh, a mystique around the archives at Graceland and the warehouses. And then my parents, uh, when Graceland opened to the public, we had a lot of family and friends come in, and my parents would send me with them to Graceland. So that's really how my love of Elvis began. And then I've always loved radio. I've been, you know, was in radio right out of high school, did Top 40 radio, and then Elvis radio came along. And, you know, you never know how God's going to... plan it out for you. It's never how you expect. I would have never expected there would be an Elvis radio or that I would have been here now almost 15 years and worked with folks like Jim and had the experiences that I've had. So, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful. It's not work. It's more fun than anything. And like we tell folks all the time, man, Elvis makes our job really easy. Yeah. I mean, really. Uh, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. I just got an idea, you know, I think you guys should try to see if you can open up a satellite studio here in Tupelo. I'll be your first DJ. <laughs> all right. I like that. That's and again, yeah, yeah, let's turn it over to Josh Ward now over in Tupelo live. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Man, that was a blast. So if you're in a big Elvis fan like I am, you actually subscribe to Sirius Radio just to listen to Elvis Radio. Big Jim Argo, thanks much. So for me, the rest of the festival was down at the Bancor South Arena where the ETA contest was going on. And like I say, I am going to do an episode of Just Those Guys, so I'm not going to really talk about it that much here and of course i did hang out talk to different people of which you will hear in a later podcast as well mainly those from the tupelo elvis presley fan club i love these guys we have all made quick friends and i am proud to say that i am now a lifetime member of the tupelo elvis presley fan club now there's no doubt in my mind these folks are listening if i start naming names i know i'm going to miss somebody so i'll just say to the tupelo elvis presley fan club Thank you so very much for everything you've done to help this podcast get off the ground. All right, so earlier I talked to you about sending in your Elvis stories on my Facebook. I'm serious about that. As a matter of fact, I've actually started asking folks on Facebook to see if they would go ahead and start sending me some. Well, I do have a couple that I'd like to read to you now. Right here in my hot little hand... 
Jamie from Hamilton writes in, I have an Elvis-related story. It had to have been the summer before he died. I was about three years old. My family was going to spend the day at Liberty Land, which was an amusement park in Memphis. By the way, I used to love Liberty Land. Oh my gosh, what a fun place. Hated to see it go. She continues, but when we got there, we were told the park was closed because Elvis had rented the park that day for his family and friends. I was so mad at him. Ha! <laughs> so we went to the zoo instead. She continues to write, My dad was a huge Elvis fan, and he also has a story. I'm sorry, he has a story too. It was right after my dad was saved and started going to church. He was driving, and he said God laid on his heart to pray for Elvis. Out of the blue, and that specific, pray for Elvis. He found out a few hours later that Elvis had died. Wow. That's pretty intense. Musa from Aberdeen writes in, My granddaughter Margaret Collins, hey, I know that name, and that's because she works here, wants me to tell you my Elvis story. Way back in 1956, when Elvis made his homecoming show at the Tupelo Fairgrounds, my best friend and I wanted to go see him. She had an older cousin who had his own car who was willing to drive us the 50 miles it took to go to Tupelo to see Elvis. The obstacle was getting my strict daddy's permission to go. He let me stew about it for a while before telling me I could go, but I better not get there and act a... Hmm. Let me see if I can censor this a bit. I could go, but I better not get there and act a darn fool. I promise, I promise, I told him. So excited and grateful just to get to go. So we arrived that evening for the night performance and had to sit out in the group of chairs. We were good until Elvis came on stage and then everybody stood up. Now I was trying my best to behave and naturally I could not see. So I stood in my chair to be able to get a good look. All of a sudden I remembered what my daddy had told me. I felt so guilty and thought to myself, oh Lord, please don't let my daddy no, I'm acting a darn fool. We had such a wonderful time. Later, my husband and I were able to attend the 50th anniversary for the Elvis homecoming in Tupelo, featuring many of the Elvis tribute artists. What a wonderful story. Hey guys, I'm serious. Send me your Elvis stories. I'd love to hear them. I'd love to read them for everybody else to hear. So do that when you can. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Shaping Elvis here from the WTVA podcast studios in beautiful Tupelo, Mississippi, King City. In our upcoming episode, we're going to have a look at Vernon and Gladys Presley. You know, if if you're going to start of how Tupelo shaped Elvis, you got to start from the very beginning. So until next time, this is Josh Ward for Shaping Elvis, saying Elvis may have left the building, but he's still in our hearts. Bye. Shaping Elvis is produced and edited by me, Josh Ward, executive producer Jason Lee Esri. It is a production of WTVA Podcasts. The views and opinions you hear on the show belong to me and my guests and don't necessarily reflect those of WTVA, parent company Heartland Media, or WLOV. Thank you and good night. You've been listening to Shaping Elvis. Josh Ward, you do a great job, brother. Great job. Fantastic. Shaping Elvis Shaping with Elvis. Josh. <laughs>